Good morning, everyone. It might actually be noon already, I'm not sure, but after that reading. One just uh, kind of public service announcement before we jump into our readings today and the mystery we celebrate today. Holy Week, of course, you all know it, it's different. I always wish I'm a melancholic, and so weather like affects me deeply, and so I always pray that it'll be like rainy and cloudy, and clearly God doesn't love me. Um, but this week is different, and I just want to encourage you: this should not be your last time in mass this week. Uh, this is the week you were redeemed. Thursday we have uh, mass of the Lord's Supper at 7 p.m where Christ gave us the Eucharist and the priesthood all together. Friday, our service will be at 3 o'clock. And I just, I always think one of the ways Christians influence society is simply by living their faith. I know this is hard, uh, but you should not be at work on Friday. The more Christians, if all of us actually stood up and said, I'll suffer the consequence of missing work today. I'll take a day off off my vacation days to worship God on the day I was redeemed. When we do that together, when we take our kids out of school and we say, no, there will be no school on Good Friday, when we do that, we affect culture. And we call our society back to a place where they actually believe there are such things as holiness and sanctity. So I know that's hard. I know it's not always possible, but I will write you a note if you want me to, okay? (laughs) One of the strangest things about the readings about the passion of Christ is that from the beginning of our first gospel today, when Jesus rides into Jerusalem to the moment he's taken down from the cross, the Christians believed that the world had been turned upside down. Because the moment that Jesus is condemned by the world has always been the moment we believe he was enthroned as the new emperor of heaven and earth. And today in our readings, over and over again, Jesus both shows us and tells us that he is the true king of the universe. It's amazing. You know, I I don't think you can make uh, Palm Sunday as dramatic as it really was that day. When Jesus rides into the city, uh, a historian that lived shortly after the time of Christ named Josephus tells us that at the Feast of Passover in Jerusalem in that time, there were, give or take a few, there were roughly a million pilgrims. Imagine that. The city was overflowing with crowds. And Jesus and his apostles actually have to stay outside of the city because there's not enough room for them to stay there. It's so crowded. Which is why Pilate worries so much that there's going to be a revolt during Passover. It's a hugely dramatic time. 
And in the middle of that time, with the city overflowing with innumerable pilgrims, Jesus rides into the city of the center of the city, and he announces that he is the Messiah, which is the Hebrew word for king. That's what happened today. If you heard the gospel at the beginning, it says that the city was shaken or stirred with Christ riding into the city. The Greek word there is seismos, earthquake. It doesn't get much more dramatic. And and the gospel writers show us that Jesus clearly revealed two things this week, many more, of course, but two I want to focus on. He revealed today in our readings that he's the king and that he is the high priest. Thomas Aquinas says that the job of a king is simple. The job of a king is to establish justice. That's what a king does. Justice is a very good thing, brothers and sisters. I, know, like, I don't know if you're like me. When I'm driving on the highway and if I see someone pulled over, I don't go, you got justice. <laughs> right? Johnny Law is after you. I don't think that, unless they cut me off. But <clears throat> justice is a good thing. It's a very good thing. What justice really means is that the world is working the way it's supposed to. The same word in Greek and in Hebrew, let me put it the other way, Greek and Hebrew only have one word for justice and righteousness. It's the same word. To be righteous is to be a man or woman of justice, which means that you are a person who is anxious to give others what they deserve, to treat them fairly, justly, with righteousness. So a king establishes righteousness. And what I want to show you this morning, brothers and sisters, Jesus did so many things on the cross, but one of the things he did is he established justice. If you're going to understand this, we have to start with the the problem in the world. One of the biggest problems today, I, I tell people frequently, When people challenge the Catholic faith, I actually kind of like it. I mean, not all the time, but I can work with it. If someone's challenging what Christianity is about, they're engaged. You can have a conversation. They're thinking. What's much, much, much harder to deal with is apathy. When people in the world don't think that they need God when they don't think they need redemption or forgiveness, I don't really know what to do to help them. I just don't. Have you ever been in a relationship like that? If you're fighting with someone, it's hard if you've been wounded and you're mad at each other. But what's even more difficult is if someone in your life doesn't think they need reconciliation. The ancient world knew that we had a problem before God. Not just the Jews, but all the ancient world knew that there was something wrong with the world. And the ancient world had this sense of guilt before God and before heaven. 
And they knew that there was just something that, that was beyond them, that they couldn't fix. That's absolutely key to life. If you don't get that, if you don't have that kind of basic backdrop, it's really hard to be a Christian because you'll never really need Jesus. But anyway, the Jews, <clears throat> the Jews had a solution. That's the good news. The Jews had a solution to sin in the world and the problem that we couldn't make things right with God. We didn't have a way to fix it, but the Jews did. And the thing they had that made the world right, that made it function properly, that healed our relationship with God was the temple. The temple is everything for Judaism. It's the place where heaven touches earth. Jews literally believed it was the center of all creation. It was the place that the world would finally become what it was supposed to be. If you had a problem, if you really did something against God's law and you knew you were guilty and you couldn't forgive yourself, everyone knew what you would do. You would go to the temple and there you would find forgiveness. What Jesus shows us today and what the Jews began to know with time is that, brothers and sisters, the temple didn't actually work. The temple's mission had failed. Jesus in the Gospels, there's always this tension between him and the temple. In our Gospel, I hope you heard it today, twice in our Gospel reading, the Jews accuse Christ of being against the temple. When he's in front of the high priest Caiaphas, the charge they finally get Jesus on is they bring two people forward and they say, this man said, destroy the temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Again, on the cross, the, the elders of Israel walk in front of Jesus on the cross, and they say, you who would destroy the temple and raise it up, save yourself if you are the Son of God. The Jews were offended that Jesus goes after the temple. In Matthew 12, Jesus calls himself greater than the temple. And think about that. If you're a Jewish person, the temple is the place where your life makes sense. It's a place where the world is fixed, where sins are forgiven. And Jesus says, I am greater than the temple. One of the strangest things in Christian history, if you ever go to the Holy Land or you go to Europe, it's happening in the United States now too, but Catholics love to build churches. We love building churches. We do it everywhere. You go to Rome or you go to Jerusalem, there's just kind of churches everywhere. And, and Christians oftentimes build churches in places that showed that Christianity was the fulfillment of Judaism. In the year 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. And if we were ever going to build a church, brothers and sisters, if we were ever going to build a, a big church somewhere to show that Christianity was the fulfillment, it would have been right on the Temple Mount. That would have been the perfect spot to say that. And not once in 2,000 years 
Have we ever built a church there? We never built a church there. Jerusalem became a Christian city not too long after that. But we never built a church on the spot where the temple was. And why? Here's what I want to drive at. Brothers and sisters, why did we never build a church where the temple was? Because Jesus is the only temple. What happened on Good Friday was that all those sacrifices in the temple were shown that they didn't work. The only sacrifice that sets things right with God is the offering of Jesus on the cross. That's it. The only way we can find justice, right? Justice, a king establishes justice. You cannot set your life straight with God. You can't. It's too much. But that's why Jesus died on a cross. That you might have a sacrifice that sets things right. And it creates justice. That's what happened on Good Friday. When Jesus dies, the veil in the, in the center of the temple is torn from top to bottom which is the entrance to God's dwelling place. Because finally, there's a sacrifice that actually atones for sins. I want to leave you with a practical thought this morning. One of the hardest questions to answer in our faith is, why do I have to go to Mass every Sunday? If you're a person of justice and not just a person who's about you, you seek to set things right with other people. That means you're a kind of person who desires to give other people what they deserve. St. Thomas Aquinas says that going to Mass is not an act of faith, it's not an act of love, it's an act of justice. Because you owe God everything. And the only time things were ever made right was through him, with him, and in him. That's why we have to go to Mass every Sunday. Not even out of love. I hope it does become out of love, but even out of just an attempt at justice to give God what is truly his, which is everything. So Jesus, this morning, Lord, you are our high priest. You are our king who sets things right with God. Lord, free us from the love of self. May we be freed by your sacrifice. And Jesus, by your cross, Lord, may we have righteousness and justice with God.